<laughs> Collective Awakening Podcast. Sharing truth and knowledge in this time of conscious awakening. With Chris and Stephen. Hello friends and welcome to 2024 and welcome to our first podcast of the year. We hope you're all uh, feeling really good and excited and making plans for this year. We're going to make it a wonderful one. Um, myself and Stephen were so pleased to be back with you, but we're pleased to start our first ever episode by inviting a friend of ours who we made a connection through actually Roots of Life events, if anybody's been to those. And her name is Felicity and she specialises in hand readings. We're going to learn all about that today. Uh, so welcome, Felicity. Welcome to the Collective Awakening podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely. Very, very lovely to be here, actually. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And as always, when we welcome a guest for the first time, we'd love to hear about your journey and the, the turns and the twists and what brought you to what you're doing now, the work you're doing now, what brought you to this very place. Well, I suppose it's a question of how long have you got? <laughs> it's, a, it's a long, it's a long story. But I think if I go right back to the beginning, um, back in 1992, I'd uh, just graduated from university the, about six months before. Um, and uh, at the time, my boyfriend, his father was a palmist and he practiced down near Glastonbury in Somerset. We went down for a visit and I was so curious. Uh, my background hasn't really embraced anything um, uh, uh, offbeat, you know, alternative, very kind of almost a fundamentalist Christian, in fact. So I yeah. escaped from that and had all these different things in the world that I wanted to discover. So I was really, really keen to meet this guy. And so I had a little reading with him and absolutely mind blown. Some of it was really good, some of it not so good. Um, one of the things he did actually was predict something. He predicted that my father was gonna die. And that wasn't a great experience at all. Um, but the overall, totally fascinating and really awakened something in me. And then, you know, it, it's something then kind of started clicking into place because a few months later, back in Norwich, where I was living at the time, there was someone told me, oh, so-and-so is running a little introductory course on, on hand reading. So it's like, oh, my goodness, I've got to go. So I went along. And so my first handprints that I took were from 1992. So that's now getting on for 32 years ago. So I've been reading hands a long time. And I so I did my introductory course, and then I met the teacher's teacher, and he um, and I became very good friends and we've sort of known each other and kept up with each other ever since. And I've learned absolutely so much from him. Uh, he now lives in uh, New Zealand and um, we correspond. I'm going to hook up with him tomorrow, actually. His name is Christopher Jones. He's got a, a web presence as well, if anyone wants to look him up. He's a master hand reader. But we're, we very much work together now. And uh, yeah, so lots of twists and turns. I was very young then. and um uh you know life kind of took me on quite a circuitous journey through it hands have been with me the whole time I worked professionally um as a hand reader towards the end of the 90s once I'd found my feet with it and then I met my husband and I got busy being a mum and then 
in, around uh, 2017, we moved up to Cumbria and I picked it up again much more um, in a much more focused way after a lot of doors had kind of slammed in my face. So I think the struggle that I've had most through my life has been finding what it is that I really wanted to do. You know, what is my reason for being here? What does my path consist of in terms of my creative self out in the world? And so many doors have just uh, slammed in my face. But finally, I think that I woke up to the fact that <laughs> this is what it is. This is what I've got to do. And it's things have gone really smoothly since I started that. I mean, I'm never going to be rich and famous, but it's a, it's it's going well, and it seems to work for me. So. Oh, wonderful! And and something that interested me because I, I took a look on your website um, about just the way you explain the the readings of such about spiritual development, breaking away from emotional patterns, and making it quite clear that it's not fortune telling which That's obviously right. is a little bit, I don't know if you call it a stigma or something people would stamp on a palm reading straight away. It's something that's always intrigued me, I have to say, spiritually. I've always been very drawn to it, Yeah, um, but never had the opportunity. Um, but obviously a lot of people go to to the, the palmistry, tell me my fortune. And and was it, obvious, was it your intention to clearly break away from that and talk about, spiritual development emotional patterns those and and a little bit of what you said finding you what you're here for your gifts yeah absolutely um all of those things are right i think the 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 hand reading has been around for uh many thousands of years it was first the earliest kind of written mention of it is in the vedas the indian vedic texts from um you know two three thousand years ago so is there that people were doing it. It's like anything though, it's best not to look back to the past and be nostalgic and think that things were better then. As we've learned more, each kind of um, generation or period of hand reading has added more to our understanding of it. And I think that in the 20th century, it sort of moved more into the scientific world. And those who carried on with the Victorian, sort of parlor palm reading type event um they've kind of got stuck uh, and are still trying to do that sort of very old-fashioned prediction thing whereas the more kind of scientific route teamed up with a uh, looking back to the indian roots the asian roots and spiritual roots of it um is a more modern and um far-sighted way of of approaching it so and that's where i go it's a blend of everything that I can find scientifically and reading around the subject and bringing in the most modern understanding of the nervous system, the vagus nerve, parasympathetic nervous system, plus understanding of the gut microbiome and how that feeds into um, consciousness and um, the body's well, uh, overall well-being, plus a little bit of psychotherapy that I can access from my um, layperson's point of view, teamed up with um, a really strong understanding of the elements, uh, the great elements, Mahabhuta, um, Sanskrit term for earth, fire, air, air, earth, water, fire, air, and space, um, and my understanding of other kind of aspects of spiritual philosophy from the East, bringing those two together. And that's how we work. 
very much about supporting the whole person and finding how they fit. So your hand is like a map of your nervous system and uh, your consciousness, personality, emotional traits, and it forms um, as you form. So you can look back and see how a child responded to their environment and you can see how they use those patterns now in their everyday life. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, your hands change. That's the main thing. Your hands change. That's really important because if you want to do prediction from the hand, you've got to rely on that still being the case when that prediction is going to come true. So if you're going to look yeah. at somebody's hand and say, oh, you're going to find a, a, a rich person to marry in five years time you've got to guarantee your hand is still that hand is still going to say that in five years time otherwise your prediction is false so number one hands change you can't predict because the lines might change number two as i've just explained the hands shows um the person it shows their consciousness their being their uh, whole nervous system and the way they function it doesn't tell you about outside events it's not some kind of magical supernatural thing it just tells you about that person so you can't do prediction from the hand absolutely and it's it's wonderful the way you put it i can really understand that there's something myself and stephen have um, experienced and sort of identified that everything has to move on everything has to continue to evolve and move forward. And I feel certainly in the times, I've spoke about this with many of my friends who are involved in spiritual work or around it, that now more than ever, it can't just be only the spirit, it has to be mind, body and spirit all together as one more than ever in this. It just seems right for the times we're in. So like you said, what's occurred before might be right for that time but everything evolves and 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 also bringing in these ancient practices as well but in in a modern way a modern approach I, I could really resonate with what you're speaking about there and you'll always have those who want to carry on those ways and um, but everything evolves everything moves forward so i don't know if you've got any questions Stephen. if you want to chip in i've, with got, it. I've got about a thousand questions um <laughs> it might take about five hours but um i just want to uh, talk a lot a bit about the you talk about the science of um palm reading so how does it actually work so if there's people listening to the podcast for the first time that would like to reach out that are interested in perhaps having a palm reading with you how does it work what is the mechanics do you read both hands do you just read okay. one hand is there, is there a governing hand and you just read in the lines okay. how does it work okay so i will explain that i just want to say about science there's so there was there have been actual scientists who've done research onto into features of the hand and they're published a lot of what i do and a lot of the interpretations that i get are uh, a body of knowledge that's built up through experience and through sharing with right. other hand readers. So that's maybe not scientific in the same way as uh, some people might understand it. I'm teaming that up with um, more recognized research um, around, like I said, the vagus nerve and the nervous system more generally, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, and I'm kind of fitting that with what I understand by the part about the hand. Um, not necessarily fully scientific as 
some might understand it, but still relevant and accurate as far as I can tell. So we use both hands because the whole person is there in both hands. And we start, we read the whole hand. So we read the hand shape um, and the skin texture. So if everyone wants to look at the hand, they'll see that the, the patterns that make up their fingerprints um, are made from a kind of ridge of skin over and over again. Um, and that covers, that type of skin covers the whole of the palm. So there's patterns on the palm as well as on the fingerprints. Um, some people have very wide, deep um, skin ridges. And when you feel their hand here, it's uh, like um, corrugated iron. It kind of goes under your finger. And other people are so smooth, you can't feel them at all. And then there's every single variation in between. So that's your skin texture. And that's a really important marker of uh, how you fit into the world, actually, what, what environment you, you respond best to. So we go from those very big features. Fingerprint patterns are super, super important. Um, and once you've looked at those and kind of how your fingers splay or come together, and whether they're straight or bent, and those really big features will tell you probably 60% of the information and then you start to go in depth into the lines and you'll find that there's patterns that repeat themselves. So, you know, you've seen somebody who's really sensitive and uh, responsive in their handshape and then you'll see that again in the lines or someone who's lacked security or has had an issue with a mother or whatever it is, you'll see that repeated. So the lines are often very confirming. They add detail, they add um, complexity um, and all those subtle differences that make us all individuals oh wow wow so um so cosmically do you think do you feel that as we reincarnate into the physical we take with us karma psychic debt lessons we've come to learn so that can be shown in the hands and the body would that be right and would we be then be governed by a dominating uh, element um, in our being, and would that be shown in the hands then? So there'd be like a governing element in 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 the palm. Okay, so um, a lot of what you've said sort of pertains to um, a, a a set of beliefs about what's okay. gone before. Um, so yes, I can understand what you're saying and see that that could be reflected in the hand. So you can you it's neutral. Hand reading is neutral. And anyone with a set of beliefs about how we've come to bear the struggles and burdens that we have in this life here and now will be able to find a way. So if we want to look at it from a very scientific point of view, you often see those inheritance from blood relatives through your yeah. hands, the shapes yeah. of lines, the types of fingerprint patterns. But equally, sometimes there's things that aren't explainable like that. And um, you could see that as trauma that's been inherited, either from yeah. a direct relative or from somebody else, or you could see it as past life stuff that's come through. And when you kind of read about epigenetics, which is the very new science of all the non coding DNA that we have in our cells that creates our day-to-day -day responses on a cellular level to what happens to us and what we ingest and everything. It's a very new field of genetics. 
there's now mounting evidence that um, circumstances can add to uh, how next generations and generations after that, how the uh, uh, characteristics or uh, physical features or trauma or whatever can come through many generations down the line. If we imagine each one of us could be a cell in our grandmother's womb, not even our mother's womb when they're born. You yeah, know. wow. So, you know, those, there's those links, physical links that can go back quite a number of generations. So whether you're of a more scientific mind, uh, practical, down to earth, yeah, I'm not going to believe in any of that stuff kind of person, or whether you're someone who has very strong spiritual beliefs, is interested in the idea of reincarnation, there's um, a way of understanding your hand from any number of perspectives. Wow. So basically, you know, you know, whatever you believe, you, you, we, we're here to learn in in the physical. When we look at the physical side, so um, talking about the elements, you talk about space, fire, uh, earth, and we we've been doing a bit of this work with the Ayurvedic medicine um, with the doshas, and we're sure. looking at the the governing. Um, elements would you sort of explain to the listener a lot a bit about the elemental side to the palmistry the, the hand okay. reading side yeah so um so the elements are easy because they're there out there in the world the natural world for us to understand um so you can look at earth and you can say right a, a rock is a solid thing rock is like the epitome of earth it changes really slowly it's um it's heavy and dense uh when you put it somewhere unless another force acts upon it it doesn't move it stays where it is you know and you can look at all the all the um elements out there in nature and extrapolate qualities from them so you know that that rock gives you consistency it gives you a sense of groundedness a sense of security a sense of um, things that don't change, things that kind of, oh, that's consistency, I've said that, um, and attachment as well, a kind of fixed nature. And we all need a bit of that. And everything has a good and a bad side, a good and a bad, a positive and a negative yeah. side. So fire, yeah. um, you can use fire to uh, create beautiful ceramics, a very, very hot oven. You can put your, put your clay, your earth in, and it can burn burn into it a, a kind of permanence and a and a usability that it didn't have before but equally you know we've got a very fiery society that's created global warming that's now destroying the destroying our earth literally destroying our earth so it can it can work in both ways so the elements have a principle behind them so earth is uh, solidity water is fluidity uh, fire is heat and air or wind actually is the more direct translation from the Sanskrit. Wind is about movement, principle of movement. And then space is of course the physical space that we need in order to manifest anything at all. So earth, um, any of the elements need space because they're material. Space is immaterial. The others are all got a, a, a material element to them. So it's about that, um, you taking that um, principle that you can see demonstrated in the natural world 
and understanding it in terms of human characteristics. So earth person will naturally be drawn to the natural environment, but there'll be something about their routines that are very consistent. They'll enjoy and value community, which um, gives a, a solidity and a, a, a centeredness to the to our uh, human society. You know, just that idea of of um, um, community. They don't like change very much, Earth people, and they like to keep things quite simple. And they like to um, know what they're doing the next day and have good routines. You know, and that's very different from a fire person. Um, a handshake, which is our fundamental energy, will have an elemental shape that we can relate then back to the elements and use those ideas to describe something about that person's fundamental energy. Most people have a fire handshake, so they're much more energetic and dynamic. They they want variety. They want to be able to have excitement, completely different from the earth type. So that's the first thing we do is if somebody has an unusual handshake is describe to them how they're different, how they don't really fit in. And uh, they need to value themselves using different criteria and not judge themselves by that that um, much more common fire way of being. I don't know. Does that kind of answer your question? Again, I No, you speaking from passion. And I think it's interesting because. Uh, I remember, um, I think my star sign uh, is, or in Chinese methodologies, I'm actually earth, um, earth spirit. However, when you did my hand reading, I remember you saying um, my hand shape is a fire. And so it's quite interesting what shown, what what you, people say you are, but actually what you are and what could be seen in, and it made complete sense the way you described my personality yeah. and, and that so it, it was absolutely spot on uh, amazing but it would be interesting you talk about the vagus nerve I me and Chris were talking about it the the the, the, the week actually there's a lot of information it seems to be everywhere now they're talking about the vagus nerve so how important is the vagus, the vagus nerve and why is that shown in in the hand then okay so well I think right at the cutting edge of this, so it, it, it's still a developing set of ideas, actually. It's sort of what I'm obsessed with at the moment rather than it being established. I'm not sure that you'll find any other hand reader talking about it in quite this way. So I, what I'm beginning to think, or yeah, is that the, the, the hand really shows uh, a lot about the nervous system of that person. And I, I use the word vagus nerve because it's one that people here talked about quite a lot. And one of yeah. the lines on the hand basically kind of seems to join the top of the head to the to our root, like this very long cranial nerve known as the vagus nerve that wiggles its way all the way down through the torso, interacting with all the organs along the way. And it would seem that uh, so basically i've made correlations again there's no sort of scientific research really to back this up it's me making correlations between the root of that nerve and the various uh things that i know on the hand correspond to that level in the body so uh for example the vagus nerve goes around the digestive system and feeds into the nervous 
the di the uh, abdominal um, cavity and the nerves that are around there, and people who where this line goes kind of where that interacts on the hand with the digestive system, those people suffer from things like irritable bowel syndrome and or nervous tummy or you know any number of different disorders or effects. And um, I'm just beginning to kind of link that up. And then again, in the um, more in the kind of shoulders and neck area, people who suffer from a lot of tension, there's a, there seems to be a correlation there as well. So it's very difficult to explain, but I'm, I'm beginning to kind of uh, you read using that understanding and that knowledge to explain to people how their systems are um, either activated or, or down-regulated and re relaxed and unstressed, if you see what I mean. It's, it's amazing, the, the, as you're talking here, just the evolution, the constant evolution of, of what's occurring. That, that just seems amazing to me. But what I wanted to ask is, Stephen's been very, very eloquent with his questions on this episode. <laughs> um, but when we talk about the, the, the hand changing, when you're looking at somebody's hand, are you able to identify when something that might have been a bit of an emotional loop or pattern when it's starting to come to a close, when they're maybe breaking free of that or moving forward? Um, yeah, it's quite hard, that one, actually. Um, one of the things that it's not so easy to do on the hand is judge how aware somebody is of their patterns mm. so uh my first part of any reading really is feeling around and getting a idea of the person and how where they are on their on their journey um the when there's a a difference a big difference between the passive and active hands you usually find that they have resolved issues uh, usually the active hand which is the hand you write with so for most people their right hand and quite a number of people their left hand um but if the the right hand is kind of more sussed more sorted then you know that they've kind of left their past behind them and they've resolved quite a lot of issues and they're maybe a little bit more there's a bit more recognition there of when things are um uh, going back into old patterns if those patterns are on both hands then the person um, is usually a little bit more at their mercy and has to have a greater level of self-awareness in order to be kind of getting on top of them. But that, yes, it is one of those things that um, is harder to tell is how far on with self-understanding somebody is. And and on the, the physical side, on what can be identified in terms of the, the body, what might be occurring in the body and areas of the body that might need attention, for lack of a better word, physical weaknesses or et cetera? Yeah, so, well, there's a lot of stuff um, around nail shapes and fingerprint patterns that can tell you about uh, dispositions towards certain certain illnesses. So, for example, I'm, I, five of my fingerprint patterns are arches, which are the earth... Uh, um, uh, fingerprint pattern and so the um that kind of slows things down and makes um 
for a lot of sort of sluggishness and you often get um, digestive issues. So it's not predetermined. It's not that you will get that because so yeah. much is to do with lifestyle and other yeah. factors on the hand as well. But you will find in any group of people who have irritable bowel syndrome, for example, you will find a greater proportion of people with lots of arched fingerprint patterns. Then if you've got whirls, which are circular patterns, very intense, they tend to um, have a higher rate of heart disease. Um, only if you've got plenty of them, and that's quite unusual to have lots of them. But I think it's something about the intensity of life that they lead um, can lead them down that line. So there's um, a lot to be said about taking things easy and making sure that you're getting enough de-stress and de, um, you know, down regulation, making sure your nervous system's nice and relaxed. Um, and then, yeah, nail shapes. Uh, lots of people with uh, long, narrow hands have long, narrow nails. They're likely to have back problems and joint problems and things. So, yeah, lots about um, predispositions. And, yeah, there's some things you can see on the hand as well, but it's all quite complex stuff. Yeah, that's a, one, a wonderful way that, that um, to assist the, the, the client, uh, that person receiving the reading, to identify things. As we said, the times we're living in, of taking care of our bodies, you know, yeah. being very, very important. That's something that I feel is really playing out in the earth, playing quite a bit at this moment in time. And I feel by being able to identify that for somebody that can be quite powerful or, or bring it to their attention, or confirm it even and say yeah you know yeah. so that, that seems to me really um a really important part of it you know especially in the time of so many people being trying to be more health conscious health and well-being conscious yeah about themselves yeah. yeah so if i could just pick up on something you said that um confirming is something in in an ideal world when i'm reading somebody's hands they should be going, yeah, absolutely, yeah, lovely, yeah, that's exactly how it is. And it should be hopefully affirming or confirming what they know already about themselves. So it's revelatory when you are given a new language to talk about yourself, when you realise that this thing that you've been, this burden that you've been carrying is actually some fundamental part of your individual um special unique way of being on this planet you know in this life um so that can be absolutely revelatory you know tell telling something telling somebody about their unusual handshape or their unusual set of fingerprint patterns and then they can go oh i can accept my difference now i can accept yeah. my, my uniqueness and that's that's where it works really well the rest of it should hopefully just go yes you're right you're right, that's right, I need to carry on doing that. And giving them um, faith and giving them a language to talk about themselves and then faith to carry on doing the good work on themselves that they've probably already uh, got going with. I, and that, that's because I read a lot of um, people's hands who are my generation. There seems to be a point in your midlife where you go, oh, I need more help or I need more information or I need a change or, you know, and for women, especially going through the menopause where that time of their life where one phase is coming to an end and they have this period of adjustment 
it's like a massive fiery rite of passion you know all those hot flushes and things it's like you know you're being burnt up that uh, that previous woman is being burnt up and it's time to kind of work out how you're going to form your uh, elderhood you know to use Sharon Blackie's uh, terminology so very influential woman um yeah for a younger person it can be more revelatory and really really useful and help them especially in careers and things like telling them what you know these are your strengths play to your strengths get out there and get on this sort of path you know so i think yeah, what i think what you, what you sorry just want to make just make, making the point about the about the change and the menopause and there's a lot of um knowledge and teachings co coming out there a lot of people talking about it it's a bit of a taboo isn't it yeah Particular, you know tr moving away from it must be a huge transition moving away from motherhood and then you're getting older and the hormones are changing but i like the way you talked and anybody that's listening i would find that very interesting like burning away the old creating something new so instead of looking at something that is controlling you the body's showing you that change is happening it's okay what you're going through a bit of a midlife Absolutely. crisis it's it's normal it's, it's normal to go through that yeah i think there's a very there's a lot of very negative terminology around menopause and women have a very difficult time but if we yeah. can re-spin it in any way to value the older woman i think that's massively important because older women have so much knowledge they have been through so much their bodies have been through so much bearing children raising children and they're they're and, and even if they haven't had children that's equally valuable you know they've been through life in a un, more unusual way and their experience is massively important as well being a woman without being defined by motherhood huge and that a uh, period um, from you know 50 onwards is very very valuable and we should um, look after our older people men and women Absolutely. but we should also value the woman after that period of reproductive health and reproductive um, produce or whatever <laughs> I haven't got the right words uh, what after that's over we should still value her and treat her with res the respect she deserves absolutely they are amazing, amazing. <laughs> yeah another passion i just want to just go back on you mentioned about skin texture and i um we run a health and well-being clinic and we we find and you probably will find this as well because on the hands that your skin that there's a lot of people with skin conditions now isn't there i i see eczema psoriasis the chemicals people clean the food we eat so I guess I'm, I'm guessing here you might have to maybe tell me a little bit more on the knowledge and the experience there do you see a lot of that when you're giving hand readings people's skin and can you determine a lot about that person in the the type of skin condition that they've got um so the skin touch that I'm talking about is very much to do with the uh, skin ridges and the right. distance between them and the, the height of them. But uh, equally, I think that um, you do get blemishes and things on the hands in certain places, and that can correspond to what that area of the hand is all about. Uh, that's possible. Um, 
I do see a lot of people with eczema and stuff on the hands and things. Um, and it does actually makes it quite hard to read at times. But I, so it does, it tell, um, I think other, other things like colours of the skin can t give you health indications. So um, when you've got a, re a red palm, actually, you often find that smokers um, have a very red palm and it just shows that the oxygen isn't getting to the uh, far ends into the fine capillaries. There's mm -hmm. something, some change that's happening there. So, you know, the health indicators are quite clear. People with um, liver problems as well, they show up red on the hand. Um, nails as well. I mean, this is all well documented and doctors use these clues as well to help them help them diagnose. But, you know, there's health indicators that crop up on the nails, different colours and um, different um, sort of features that kind of happen in the nails, splits and cracks and things that can show up um, giveaway health things like that sometimes you see our nails kind of a healthy nail has a um uh, it curves up and over sometimes mm. you see one that's a bit more like a spoon it's almost goes down and up so there's a hollow yeah. in the, on the top of the nail sometimes you see that and that's that's an indication of vitamin deficiencies and the fact that they're not including um, enough fruit and vegetables and variety in their in their diet so you might expect to see that on people who are eating like a, a diet that's laden with junk food and uh, a, a lot of meat and not enough vegetables for example those are I'm just that's just one little pointer there wow amazing amazing <laughs> really is interesting and, and what I like about uh, this as well Felicity is as as that person that is receiving this information they can see it on the hands they know what you're talking about what areas of the hands they're also um feeling it so it's such a strong confirmation and and i i really um agree with what you said earlier you know helping people tap into their unique qualities it and and we seem a lot of people are seeking to change for the better but something i discussed today actually with somebody else is about you know really we're not trying to change who we are we're trying to find who we are like we're already a diamond but trying just trying to polish our diamond and find what what it holds yeah absolutely yeah i think it's um so much of it is about awareness knowing who you are um and it's quite useful some of the things on the hand that's up they show that people are kind of focused out there with other people and responding to the world outside and, and um, um, forgetting about what they want and their needs. And a lot of what I try and explain, therefore, is how to be kind of centred in yourself and how to tune in and listen to your own heart or your own subconscious um, and messages that your body are sending you about what's right for you what's not right for you and maybe even differentiate between um a voice that's uh, genuine and a, well not genuine that's not the right word a voice that comes from tra a place of trauma and a voice that comes from somewhere more um wholesome and more about your heart and what you need yeah that makes sense and is there any um connection i know you talked about the this the scientific side and and in terms of the the, the health care in, in terms of doctors etc link be, between looking at the hands and identifying 
things as well. I, I don't know. I don't know much about this, so I'm asking as, yeah. a, as a novice. In what what I mean is, um, where the two practices can come together. Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there there could be. Um, you know, there's so many, there's so few people reading hands in the way that uh, myself and Christopher and Johnny Fincham as well as another name. There's so few people who are reading hands in the way that we do at the level that we do that um, I don't think more conventional medicines really got to grips with it. They they do the conventional medicine does use some stuff like there's a lot of ge genetic research that went into the fingerprint patterns, um, but I think there's there is potential for me to work with a therapist who's perhaps doing reflexology or acupuncture yeah. or because we can talk a similar language and we can yeah. just look at an issue from a different perspective or somebody does somatic work uh, freeing trapped trauma and emotional issues from the body or any number of different approaches there there could be room for oh wait yeah a collaboration and dialogue and working together and it's something that I'd really like to do actually but um yeah it hasn't it hasn't come to pass as yet and I, I suspect it might do in the future but it would be a very rewarding and enjoyable time to learn from each other and share um two different routes to the body I think me from the yeah well whichever way whoever it was yeah, yeah and, and hugely beneficial for those who were seeking it as well it seems to me of where the alternative uh, practices can come together and work together. And it's funny you mentioned reflexology because I was going to ask you about that in sort of connection because uh, it's, it, the, the, there are great similarities there, aren't there, what can be what can be connected with and found within the feet as well. So yeah, was, yeah. Do you, have you connected with people who, who work a lot in reflexology and, for example, had conversations, yeah. swap notes? Uh, yeah, absolutely, I have, yeah. Um, uh, oh, my goodness, her name's just gone completely out of my head. How embarrassing. Anyway, I've got a friend who's a reflexology uh, reflexologist. You'll know. And, and we've, we have worked next to each other at one or two places and somebody has had a reading with me and then, gone for a, a session with her and we've compared notes and it's like yes yes that matches that matches perfect it's it just um uh it kind of fits fits together jack jack's feet from horse that's her a lovely lovely woman loads of experience in lots of different therapies but she does some um, good work on the good work on the feet um yeah so when when it's when it's happened there has been a total synergy in in what we've understood now that reflexology is interesting because the feet are um earth element obviously they're right down there at the bottom on the earth so the the what you can get from the feet is really physical it's about the working of the physical order, organs whereas our hands are much more airy they're much more about our communication. Look at me waving my hands about whilst I'm talking. And um, the uh, what the information that I get from looking at the hands is uh, about, the, I think, predominantly speaking about the nervous system. So we're, we're talking about two different ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. in terms of the physical information, which is quite interesting. Um, we still get to the same place. What was I going to say? Doesn't matter. It's gone. Mind. I guess I guess it's really uh, talking about the nervous system. There's a there's a lot of research 
a lot of work with psychotherapy and when we talk about tapping in kineology where trauma is, is stored and remembered in muscle tissue and in, in the nervous system so i find that being very very useful uh, in my opinion but there's a lot of stuff what's really interesting is another one you know the the body if if you learn to observe the body the body will show what it needs to be healed where it needs to be looked at you're looking at the eyes iridology you can you the, the eyes is a map tongue analysis the chinese use tongue analysis <laughs> you know it, it's just it's the same language but a different key and i find it so fascinating and talking about um you know the western doctors in my opinion uh, are sort of very very behind and i feel that probably the eastern um the indian the evade the chinese a lot of their teachings are really coming in the forefront with with great strength i i think there must be a lot of people in india um in the, in the indian continent that will perhaps see a palmist or an ayurvedic doctor yeah. would that be correct yeah absolutely uh, yeah there are there are i mean let's just go back to what you're saying about medicine you see there's medicine for different elements and yeah. <laughs> um west western medicine is fantastic fire medicine you know it's fire element medicine but there's nothing like the western medics for sorting out a heart problem they can take our new heart and put it into your body and you can live for years and years and years afterwards with somebody else that's absolutely awesome if there's if you get into a car accident i wouldn't want anyone else but the health service to scrape me up off the road and put me back together again you know emergency <laughs> is fire you know blood transfusions fire stitching you back together or cutting things off and putting different <laughs> ones on it's all fire all that surgery stuff it's all fire element and it's absolutely fantastic so you know that is what we need but when it comes to maybe some of the other elements that's where the different systems that have evolved in um other cultures or um in small parts of your own culture that's where that comes up to the fore so um uh like a water element system is more about uh, i'm just trying to think would be more about maybe movement so that your somatic um work that can free um trapped energies in the body that would be that would be um a, a water a water element system using meditation and chanting and uh um sound and um uh the kind of natural placebo effect that we can create for ourselves that's like an air element system right i'm just going to use energy you know um yeah. so you, you just need to take take the take the medicine and work out what the element is and apply it to an appropriate thing for that to for that to cure like we were saying about reflexology that is very much an earth type and food as well diet that would be very much more of a earth centered uh, therapy so uh, uh, parts of the ayurvedic practice it's very earth centered because it's it's using food and what you actually put into your digestive system so yeah absolutely let's use their knowledge to further um healthcare for everybody but um always recognize that there's a place for for these different approaches yeah, yeah there's fascinating a, there's... isn't it great the way yeah. it all comes together? i mean what you were saying um one of you was saying about each part of the body being a, a different type of a lens on how it all works 
it's absolutely awesome i love that i love that because it 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 kind of flags up the um interrelativity between the different different levels of consciousness mm. and being and how um you're not just a, a group of different parts that you can slot together like a lego yeah. creature you know you are this incredible holistic being that's not even separate from the environment at all it's you know we're part of our world yeah we're, we're a product of and extend out into the cosmos the universe the the room whatever just uh, we don't stop just at our just at our skin it's just awesome. so I, I just want to ask you another quick question you must have worked with many 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 clients over uh, over your years so you've gained a lot of experience and insight into the physicality the physical part of 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 the body what's the sort of common thing now and i'm in projecting uh, maybe imprinting my own belief into into this conversation um so in my experience uh, talking about the evolution of the human soul so where you talked a little bit before about global warming you know as a society there's this fire driven energy so do you see a lot of that in people's hands where a lot is fire based do you think that's changing as the earth is changing as we are evolving consciously are we moving towards different elements or, or do you see very, very varied hands, if that makes sense? If um, at all? Well, I'm just thinking how to answer that. Um, I don't think I've been around long enough to <laughs> really understand how things are changing. You know, it would have been yeah. absolutely fantastic to be me back in mind you i might have been burnt at the stake or dunked as <laughs> a witch but you know 500 years ago i would it would have been really really interesting to take a load of handprints and see what was happening my i suspect that ham hands are becoming more fiery which is why we've uh got ourselves into the mess that we're that we're in I suspect mm. that that is the case, but I, I, it's very, it's very difficult to, very difficult to know. I mean, what I, I see an awful lot of people who, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, who are, who find it difficult to be, um, hundred percent open and honest about their relationships. So we end up in this world where we're just um, playing a role and fulfilling Absolutely, yeah. what, what's expected of us with, rather than being able to really be ourselves. I think that's one thing that seems to be a recurring theme in one way or another. Is, um, but then again, you know, we now live in this world where we're always saying, yeah, you, you need to be yourself. And, you know, this is the way forward. Mm. Uh, so, you know, what's the it's difficult to know so yeah i i think the answer is Stephen. the short answer and i'm very good at waffling on and talking an awful lot but the short answer to your question is i don't know i don't know i think that's yeah. that's beyond what i understand <laughs> beyond my understanding yeah it's it's the great mystery it's it's everything is unraveling and 
it's just part of life and sometimes we we find things and i think it's great because when you know what kind of any kind of work we do if, if it's uh, palm readings if it's tarot readings we're all asking questions we're all serving we're all helping we're guiding we're just we researchers aren't we? we we're navigating through that path and we're learning and exchanging knowledge and sharing knowledge and we do live in a in a much globalized society now uh, on the positive side i think it's brought a lot of people like us together where maybe you probably maybe seen that in the last 30 maybe more years where it has been a little bit divided and there seems to be more togetherness. Do you, have, do you think that? Do you see that? Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think, you know, the air element, the technology that um, we have at our disposal, whether or not we have trouble getting it started in the first place. So, you know, that is the, um, <laughs> the key to all that. And uh, in, you know, the old uh, COVID story in 2020, I was just thinking, right, how am I going to set up a course? I live in rural Cumbria, you know, so um trying to organize an in-person uh course uh, i was thinking that no one is ever going to come i'm not going to find enough people in my local area to who want to do it it's quite a specialist thing how on earth i'm going to do it and then bam zoom revolution and before i know <laughs> yeah. advert out and my first course in april 2020 had people from california washington and then the next one, I've got somebody from uh, Bombay and Hong Kong, you know, and on it goes. And I read the hands of people all around the world. And it's absolutely awesome. And one of the things, and I know that you two will understand this totally, when you connect with people on a very personal level and you're doing this kind of work, whatever sort of um, work it is, but this very kind of gentle healing work as much as you can, what it does is it brings hearts together and it, it you just untap this love resource within you that um, completely overrides any, anything else. And that kind of person to person link just um, absolutely overflows that pathway of love out into the world. And I think that is the most important thing that more people should work like this because for, it, it, it does the same for everybody. So all the millions of people who've tried Reiki, but maybe don't, I know, because that's just something that everybody seems to seems to do. And I think it's absolutely brilliant because it gives everybody the opportunity to tap into this source within themselves, whether or not they go on to, um, you know, make a, a, a business outfit or whatever, it's just there then. So, um, but anything, you know, counseling or listening or reading hands, reflexology, any person-to-person -person link that's healing in any way just seems to tap into this um, source of love that we have. That is a hardwired thing, you know. It's not something that you have to learn. You just have to, or you or acquire. You just have to open it up and let it flow. And it's um, it's wonderful that you can do that around the world and using technology, get that connection with somebody on the other side of the globe. It's absolutely awesome. It's all about perception, isn't it? Because there's so many people out there that that can maybe fall down that trap of everything's negative. So, you know, and I sometimes have fallen in trap in that where we go from one extreme to the other. Yet, you know, with any kind of invention, any kind of technology can be used either negatively or positively. Look at the Internet. 
look how it's connected millions maybe even billions of people and yet there's a dark side to it as well so Absolutely. i think you know yeah and i think on, te on technology particularly during covid it, it's really i think networked and we're like a spider's web it's really brought a lot of uh, i like to use the word sp spiritual um i say loosely spiritual communities people together i mean the people that me and chris have met we would have never ever have met through zoom Streamyard, you know readings from all over the world and so people look at covid yeah you know you can get into conspiracy we're not going to talk about that today but um something positive something really good and positive has come out i think it's yeah. absolutely amazing it's great it's all yeah. about perception and it's something I've heard, uh, like what you talked about there, Felicity, um, of many, many other other people, readers, etc., who in that time, uh, a friend of mine reached out and ended up connecting with a lot of people over Zoom in Texas and, and connecting through workshops and etc. And what a wonderful way, um, like we said, there's, you mentioned duality earlier. There's that duality to everything. There are parts of technology, yeah, that we could do without, but what a wonderful use of it to connect with people. Literally, we can be speaking from the other side of the world and connecting with people that we might not have the opportunity to physically come together, but we're able to still connect physically and, and energetically as well. And I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Like Stephen said, from 2020 to now, we must have met triple if not more, the amount of connections that we did do previously in many more years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely concur. I'm just going to alter my light and hopefully I will stop fading into the background. I'm not sure whether it's going to be better or worse. It's very bad. It's because it's got dark outside. I've kind of gone. Yeah, the, the sun's gone. <laughs> the, the sun's, sun's gone. Up. Yeah. Okay. I don't know whether that's any good. Oh, yeah, I do look a bit more real. Yeah, I was good. starting to look quite ethereal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm very down to earth. There's nothing special so, about me. <laughs> it it kind of leads on a little bit here because what I wanted to ask you about is uh, the teaching side. Okay. And and I'm not aware at this moment in time if do do you teach this? You mentioned about workshops, etc. And and what are your thoughts about teaching it and the importance of sharing and 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 continuing these practices? Yeah. Well. Um absolutely it it is really important to share and especially because we're such a small um kind of school if you like very loosely of um hand reading uh sharing it and making sure some other people are coming along uh, to take over um is, is really important so yeah i've since um since 2020 which was the first course that i've done well, i taught quite a lot of people back in the 1990s actually who i've reconnected with and we're, we're working together again now but um uh it's since 2020 i think i've taught four or five courses so there's quite a few people in the local area and and some further afield across the globe who are now uh working and i i, I um run a monthly um print reading class so we can all keep going so there's a little kind of community of us who, who meet up not that many it's quite small but you know we do that and um working with my colleague and friend christopher jones we're looking at something a bit more 
um, official, I suppose, but set up something with an, an internet presence that you can subscribe to and become part of and uh, benefit from um, certification and online learning and um, research, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully that will come online more and more towards the end of this year and into the future. So that will be really interesting. There's four of us actually who are involved in that. Myself, Christopher Jones, uh, Johnny Fincham and Lynn Seal, who works in um, the Southwest. Johnny Fincham's in Norfolk and Christopher's in Australia. So it's kind of we're a triangle within the UK and then he's he's the international element. <laughs> yeah, amazing to hear because I hadn't actually met anybody up until now who reads hands. Um, well, uh, I think you know what the way that's being that's, mentioned. And, and yeah. Do you know when you mentioned before me and Stephen find this a little bit more in what we call the spiritual movement of these uh, unique practices that really need to be brought on and and, and if we're connecting, we're connecting a. For example, psychic artists, a lot of people work with psychometry as well. These practices that, that it's so important that they are shared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is really important um, just to get awareness out there that there's this tool that yeah. you could use. So there's that side of it. And then teaching, because actually my spiritual path through life has been about learning what's on my hand and how that reflects in life and so each step that I've taken in my own self-development has been um, as a result or then has fed back into my understanding of hands so not only do you go to a reader and have a two-hour reading and that's it you can go away actually if you learn the art yourself or the science yourself you can make it your tool for continual self-development so you know having that understanding is really really useful and somehow teaching it and passing it on is essential so anyway so i'll be teaching another course if anybody here is interested then get in touch because um the next course i teach will probably be in beginning in april i usually do one starting in april so i'm looking for people who are interested um, and i'm going to schedule that and put it up on my website soon yeah. And what would that entail then? What would that entail then? The course? The course so, yeah. So what I do is um, is uh, ten weeks. It's quite intensive. Once a week, but I'm actually there. It's a live class. It's not something that's recorded. So we develop a relationship, and um, you can ask questions and interact. You get course materials. It's recorded, so you can watch it again. So you know, it's a lot of stuff it's complex and it's uh, involved and you can't just read hands straight away you have to practice you have to learn you have to really yeah. want to do it long term but um uh, uh i do as much as i can to support you so it's quite an intensive 10 weeks um and then at the end of that you can do a little um written paper or we can organize a different way of doing it as a presentation if you prefer that will get you a certificate that will get you a ticket into um, our facebook group where we share research and do various things and then um you can um come along once a month and keep topping up keep practicing connect with other people who are learning as well so it's um it's not just a here you go 
and then that's it you're left alone I'm there for you as a tutor all the way all the way through um so that's how I've been doing it and what I'm wondering is where I might kind of uh do a little shorter taster course where people can have a try and see if it's what they want um before kind of embarking on this this big big beefy uh professional course really you've got all it takes to with a bit of practice to read hands professionally by the end of it so yes yeah, yeah, so get in touch if you want to learn and you want to whichever way you want to go taster or dive straight in get in touch and we can uh, discuss it yeah and if Brilliant. you're interested um we will post uh, wherever you're listening or wherever you're watching us um you'll be able to find uh felicity's information will post your website and and links to your uh, facebook social media etc so if you are wishing to connect in this wonderful work i haven't actually received a reading yet but stephen's had one i know um, but I, I I was very drawn over. I remember we actually met at a Mind, Body and Spirit event not so far away in St. Anne's and I looked over and I thought, well, that table's different. And I was drawn over straight away to have a conversation. Um, so I would sort of highly recommend anybody to connect with Felicity. She's very open uh, and very authentic in, in what she offers as well. And it's been wonderful. I found it a real learning experience um, and it's really expanded my... Um, knowledge uh on the on the work and hands as well i had to stop myself looking at my hands throughout yeah. this interview actually <laughs> it's like oh do i want to look do i not want to look uh, but thank yeah. you so much oh, for sharing you. your time with us and um, we'd love to speak to you again sometime we could do another sometime in the future yeah um, absolutely yeah that would be yeah. super thank you so much for um having me and, and it's been a real pleasure and so much fun as well it's great to talk to people who are interested and ask questions i love it thank <laughs> yeah, you so it's much. been amazing and i'm sure everybody listening is going to find it really interesting and nourishing i want to thank everybody for listening along and continuing to support this podcast please do uh, our next episode will actually be a men's health and well-being special and that'll be within our next episode we hope you've enjoyed this one please leave your feedback and comments we're an open forum we're welcome to that any information you'd like to know thank you once again felicity for being a wonderful guest that's brilliant and thank you till we speak again everyone we want to send you our love and we'll say bye for now goodbye